Worship is giving thanks to God. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Robert Morris. And he is doing, well, this is part one of a three-part message about Thanksgiving. Since it's the week of Thanksgiving, I thought it would be a great idea to hear some messages about how important it is for us to give thanks and how this message is actually particularly pertaining to how worship is a form of thanksgiving. Here's Pastor Robert. Okay, turn to... Luke chapter 17, please. And we're going to continue our series entitled Beyond. And what we're talking about are higher dimensions of worship. Luke chapter 17. This week, the title of the message is Thanksgiving. Now, I want you to look closely at how I titled it because I hyphenated the word. And the reason is I'm not preaching on Thanksgiving. I'm preaching on Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> and I know this Thursday is Thanksgiving, and, and, and I'm grateful for, that our country has a holiday and we set aside a day to give thanks. But sometimes we don't think of it that way, and that's why I wanted to hyphenate it, all right? Luke chapter 17, let's begin at verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Notice they stood far off. We're going to talk about that later. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I want to remind you the definition the Lord gave us, the working definition of worship, and it's not probably the only one. It's probably not an all-inclusive definition. It's just a working definition the Lord gave us as we work through this series, and that is that worship is love expressed or expressed love. Worship is expressing our love to God. Well, I want to expound on that definition. It is also expressing our gratitude to God. And here's point number one of the message, all right? Point one is worship is giving thanks. Worship is giving thanks to God. That's what this Samaritan did. That's what this leper did. When he got healed, and the other nine didn't do it, by the way, but one of them was so grateful, his heart was so full of gratitude that it just was overwhelming to him. He had to express his gratitude to God. And I want you to notice his outward expressions of his inward gratitude. Look at verses 15 and 16 again. And one of them, when he saw that he was, retu- was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Giving thanks. But he did it with a loud voice 
and he was very demonstrative. He fell down on his face at his feet. Now, I have a, I have a question for you. Was it appropriate for this guy to express his worship in that manner? Absolutely. He'd been healed of leprosy. But I know we're not all the same. I, I know that we're, we're, we're different. I know God's given us different personalities and different gifts. So I want you to understand, I'm not trying to get you to express your love to God all the same way. I, I'm not trying. Some of you may not be as ex, expressive in your worship. But I am trying to get you to have gratitude in your heart for what God has done and to in your way, with your personality, with your gifting, express that to God. I want it to come out some way. If you, if you live in a family, if you grew up in a family that, was, uh, did, that did not express love, that was a dysfunctional family. And my, my heart is grieved because I think there are many churches that are dysfunctional families. But I do want you to know that you are now married to a husband who is not dysfunctional and you have a father who is not dysfunctional. <laughs> you are in the kingdom of God and it is a wonderful family. We may not always express it in the right way, but you can, with your relationship with God, be in a, very, a fully functional, love, loving relationship with God, with your father and with your husband, Jesus Christ. So let me show you a few expressions of worship in the Bible these are the seven, there are, there are 11 Hebrew words for praise in the Old Testament, but seven are the major ones. The other four are, are just a few times. These seven appear constantly throughout the Old Testament. And I want to show you the definitions of them, all right? Here's the first one, todah. It means a thanksgiving choir. Now I want you to see if you see a theme in these seven definitions, these seven Hebrew words for praise. The second one is barak. It means to kneel in thanksgiving. Tehillah means to sing a song of thanksgiving. Look at this next one. Halal, it means to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. <laughs> and see, see, again, we're all wired differently. There are a few people, whoo, like that one. <laughs> I, I was reading this book uh, uh, last week called Sacred Pathways. It talks about how we're all, we all kind of connect with God differently because of our gifts. And there's nine different ways to connect with God. And every time I read these things, I get kind of scared because I, I read, no, it's not me, not me, not me. And I get toward the end of the list, I'm thinking, okay, I may not be any of these, you know. Uh, I just don't fit, you know. And, and, I got, and I read about the guy that likes to connect with God through nature. And I thought, that's, that's probably me. That's, I like to connect with God in the outdoors. And then it said, this is the kind of guy that would like to sleep beside a stream. I thought, no, I'd like to sleep in the Westin, actually. <laughs> Uh, that's probably not me, okay? So then I keep reading, and then it says, then there's the guy that, that um, likes to uh, be alone. And I thought, now that's me. I like, to really, I like to be alone. I don't want anyone else around when I connect with God. And then it says, this is the kind of guy that would like to spend a day, uh, you know, in a monastery. No, that's not me. <laughs> so then I kept going, and it said, then there was another one that said the intellectual. You know, this guy likes to connect with God through learning things about God and, and seeing new things about God. And I thought, oh, that, that must be me. And then it said, this is the guy that likes to read all the time and, and debate and, have, and, and do all that. No, that's not me, you know. I like to read the Bible. And, and, and then there were six others, and I don't know what they were because they didn't apply to me. So, but my point is, I said to a friend of mine this weekend, I said, I think that I would like to be alone in the woods with the Bible. 
I think that's me. I think I'm kind of a combination of those three. So I'm, I understand that we connect with God differently. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get all of us to be clamorously foolish because one of the ways you connect with God, one of these pathways was the enthusiast. Okay, that's the ones that went, woo, a while ago. That's, and that's great. I'm not saying you have to do it that way. But I am saying that you will go deeper in your relationship with God if you will learn to express your love to God. And the reason many of us don't express our love to God is literally because of hurts and offenses and dysfunction from our past. And that's what we have to get over. Anyway, the fourth one was halal. By the way, that's where we got our word hallelujah. Uh, By the way, I can pronounce that in Spanish, hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, here's the fifth word, yada. It means to give thanks with extended hands. Zamar. To give thanks with a musical instrument. And the last word is Shabbat, to give thanks in a loud tone. Did you notice a theme in these seven Hebrew words? What's the theme? Giving thanks. Give thanks. To give thanks by kneeling. To give thanks by lifting your hands. To give thanks by shouting. To give thanks by playing instruments. To give thanks with a choir. To give thanks by singing. Let let me show you a verse. And before I show it, I actually, I'm going to quote it to you and see if you know where it is. Um. But there's one verse in the Bible that has four of these seven Hebrew words in in one verse. And I don't think we've ever thought of it that way. Here's the verse. The verse goes something like this. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Where's that found? Psalm 100. That's right. Psalm 100 verse 4. Now, let me show you the verse and show you the four Hebrew words, all right? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That word thanksgiving is todah, which means a thanksgiving choir. And into his courts with praise. That word is tehillah, which means singing praises. Be thankful, yadah, extend your hands to him, and bless Barak, bow before his name. Isn't that good? That was Robert Morris. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Robert Morris Thanksgiving. You can also find more information about him at his website, pastorrobert.com. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. Mm -hmm.